Welcome to the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast, episode 70. It's been one year this week on Saturday, to be exact, since we started this podcast. And it started with Craig Schott. Andy Olson is here. Marley Weird is here. We are at the WCIA 3 studios. We wanted to get Craig in to recap a little bit, rehash the last year. Craig's obviously out of the business now, but he's still very active on Twitter with all the takes. Craig, how are we doing today? Been one year since our first podcast. Is it flown by for you, or has it been forever since then? No, it has flown by. I, I cannot believe it's been a full year um, since all this uh, pandemic hit us and COVID and and starting this podcast with you guys and then me leaving you guys. Um, it's been uh, – it's gone by really fast for me, honestly, um, and I can't believe it's been a full year seeing all the stories about the March 11th and 12th one year anniversary of the NBA and then the NCAA canceling. Um, feels like yesterday to me. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. In one sense it does. And I've said on air multiple times, I feel like we've just been stuck in this March purgatory forever where it's like waiting for the tournament to come around and then it never came obviously. And now it's back, which is great. Hopefully it's here to stay, but give us a sense first before we kind of rehash some things of a year ago and, and getting to this point. What have you been doing and how have you been doing uh, out of the business? Yeah, so uh, I moved over to the Geese College of Business at the University of Illinois. It's where I've been since May uh, in the marketing and communications department, working with another familiar WCIA face in Aaron Bennett. Um, but it's been weird for me um, specifically because that office got sent home March 13th. Um, so they've been working from home for a full year. So when I joined in May, everything is remote. Um, it's like an 18 person department. And I've met other than Aaron, who I already knew, and one other person, I've only met two or three of my new coworkers of an 18 person office. So um, the work from home life has been good and bad in a sense for me, uh, starting a new job and a new career. Um, there have been some challenges, but we're a year in and, and we're starting to get things going and really proud of what we do over at the Geese College of Business. Um, but I, yeah, like you said earlier, I am staying involved. Um, anybody that follows my social media knows I've I've taken a little bit of the freedoms of not being in the TV bit. business <laughs> and uh, kind of ran with it. Um, I did just start a podcast uh, with me and one of my buddies. So um, I'm back to talking sports at least, not just keyboard warrior. Um, but uh, keyboard. it's been it's been fun uh, <laughs> to be able to kind of put my my thoughts out there. Um, and not get, uh, I don't want to say I ever got in trouble from the station, but uh, there were a couple that uh, they weren't happy with. Craig Keyboard Warrior showed. How about that? <laughs> and what's the name of the podcast, Craig? Yeah, plug it. I didn't know if you guys wanted me to plug my own stuff sure, here, but uh, the podcast is called No One Asked Us. Um, it's me and my Thank you. Very true. Um, because no one asked us to do it. Um, it's me and one of my college buddies, Logan Lee, who's from Oakwood. Um, you just kind of, we, we text about stuff all the time. So we talked about doing it for a while. Um, we finally got it started. Um, I got a nice little break from the TV and kind of wanted to stay away from editing a podcast, <laughs> honestly. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we started, we've got four episodes out. we got a YouTube channel, Twitter, um, at no one asked us pod. So, um, we do it about, we do it weekly. We record on Sunday nights and release them Monday morning. So. So yeah, it's been fun to talk. Um, 
we've talked a lot of Illini and um, a lot of WandaVision and Marvel so far. So it's going to be a little bit of everything from us. Why, well, do no one to, why do you have to edit it, Craig? If you just one take like you were on TV every single time, you don't even have to edit it. Well, the only editing I really do is putting the bumpers on the front and the end. And um, since Zoom has a 40-minute limit, we have to start mo- two meetings uh, okay. where we record. Yeah. And so I just got to edit those together. It's not hard, but you know I'm lazy. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> there you go. All right, hey, your your words, not mine, Craig. So you're getting back into it a little bit, which is good. Was it hard to step away from that? Because that for you're like me in a sense. I think we always know we kind of wanted to do this, and Andy and Marley maybe the same way. And speak for yourselves in that. I don't want to speak for you, but like I, I would imagine getting out is a little difficult when you're so used to the grind. Sometimes the access we get, the cool things we get, like arenas or golf days for us or whatever that might be, you know, fill in the blank. How difficult was that transition? Uh, it, it was, it was hard. It had challenges just cause my life is for 30 years, always revolved around sports. Every single day was sports, sports, sports. Um, but COVID eased the blow, honestly, because there was no yeah. sports to cover for, uh, five, six months. Um, so that lessened the blow a little bit. And then when things started, like football season started for Illinois, you know, I got jealous of you guys getting to go to the games and basketball, especially. Um, but while it has been challenging, not doing that, it is also fun and less stressful just to watch a game, um, and have the weekends to sit and Saturday, watch college football and Sunday, watch red zone. Um, so it, it was nice to get away and, um, and kind of do my own thing and spend time with some people that I didn't get to spend time with for eight years because I worked 95% every Saturday and Sunday uh, for eight years. So uh, it was challenging um, just not getting the access you guys get and, and seeing you guys go on all these fun trips and stuff, but uh, there weren't many trips in there. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, specifically Andy and Marley this weekend. I think um, that I was a little, a little jealous of you guys there, but um but I, I continue to keep up with you guys, watch all your stuff. So um, you guys are crushing it, and it's it's fun to see you uh, see everything picking back up again. Oh, Brett is pointing at me uh, apparently to say something. Um, Trying to get everyone involved here. Brett. <laughs> I guess, um, Craig, like, what was it like? I mean, I know you mentioned you were just a little jealous of us getting to, um, you know, just attend the events. But I think, especially. I mean, I couldn't imagine being like you, okay, you know, we go to every single, you know, basketball and football game. And then the one year where you finally get to like buy tickets and go to a game, like there, there's no fans. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, one of the first things I did uh, was buy football season tickets for Illinois. Um, so that didn't happen. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it's every chance I get, to go to a game, I look at the tickets, but the demand is so high <laughs> that the single game tickets cost about what season tickets would cost. So it's not going to happen for me, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's a struggle because one of the reasons I did get out was to spend more time and to with family and friends and to go to games and stuff like that. And obviously I haven't been able to since, so I'm looking forward to it. I look, 
look at every chance I get Cardinals tickets went on sale today and they're like 600 bucks for two games. And uh, I'm sure as you guys know, I think you did a story how expensive Illinois tickets are right now. And I looked into those and I was quickly, uh, Nope, can't do that. So um, I'm really looking forward to the days where I can go and enjoy a game um, from the stands uh, for once. And Craig, you said, you know, you were jealous of us, but I think me and Andy had a little moment where we were jealous of you at the Big Ten tournament this weekend because there was just like such a buzz around Indy and people were just like walking around. It looks so fun, all the orange shirts. And I was like, man, this is really cool that we get to be here and do this. But I was like, Andy, you know, there's some days where I just want to like kick back, relax and enjoy a beer at a, at a basketball game or something like that. But and honestly, you should really only be jealous of Marley because I didn't get to go inside the stadium. <laughs> so I, I was still with you watching the TV broadcast. I did see that, and I'm sorry that that, that kind of sucks for you. But uh, um, it is fun to enjoy the games. And one thing me and Brett – I remember me and Brett talking about a couple times was, you know, for you guys and for used to be for me, the work doesn't really start till the game ends – that that's that's when it's stressful for you guys mm-hmm. and so the, the it's kind of flipped for me i'm stressed during the games now and then when the game's over i can do whatever i want and and it's it's done you know i'm, I'm happy with the win um and i kind of struggle with for a couple hours after a loss um, <laughs> um but uh it it has been nice to kind of you know once that clock hit zero you know i'm my, my hands are clean from that game, win or loss, we're moving on. Whereas you guys, that's where um, that's where you guys make the money. It was so funny because I was actually talking to Jeremy Werner about that, um, you know, after this post-game press conference on Sunday. Um, and it, w- it was a long one because, you know, they, they had just won the championship. I mean, it went probably like an hour, if not more. And then Jeremy looks at me and he's like, man, like, I still have so much work to do. He's like, I love these Zooms. Like Georgie and Kofi were so funny, but he's like, now, now we're just getting started. Like we got to, we got more to do. It's all, it's almost like I wish I was on the team too. In that sense, I was like, oh, it looks fun to win a big 10 championship. And then they just get to go back to their hotel, chill, eat their post-game meal. And here we are. So I got to stay another two hours, but it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, it was a it was an amazing Zoom press conference. Just so amazing to hear amazing? all the amazing questions from amazing? the amazing reporters. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking about you guys through that whole Georgie Kofi one because, yeah, it was hilarious. But I think if I were you guys, I'd be like, "All right, let's get serious here. Give me some answers." But yeah, that's just was, me. barely any usable special. stuff in that. I mean, I loved it. It was great, but and for actual air stuff, it's like. This doesn't really do much for me. Yeah, great yeah, I, content. Yeah, right there you go. That's true. I do watch all your guys' post game streams. That's where I go for forty five minutes after the game to listen we need to. You to start like monitoring the chat. You can be the mod in there, yeah. like <laughs> taking care of business, asking people <laughs> questions. Actually, that's well, dangerous of... now because nobody asked him his takes, and so you oh, know he might true. throw some stuff in there if we give him the account password <laughs> in that. That's that's true. Um, I have commented a couple to you guys to say hi. That's been great. I appreciate poke, it. Poke fun at you guys. We had a fantastic numbers on Sunday, by the way. We were pulling our uh, media number was over a thousand people watching. Wow. So, and that was for an hour. I mean, people were just buying into that, which was great. And it helped too that Kofi and I or Georgie were, you know, the comedy show <laughs> in that, which was pretty funny. My biggest question, I think, for you, Craig, is: Are you going to bed before two a.m. like you used to? Now you, you got to get up, right? It's a lifestyle yeah. change. 
Yeah, lifestyle, big time lifestyle change. I was actually surprised by how quick I adapted, though. Um, only it only took like a week to get used to waking up before eleven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> um, because I mean, literally, that's when I would wake up when I was in TV was eleven a.m. Oh, I'm aware. Um, I'd see your text in the morning. There was no response till then. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm waking up about seven now. Um, wow. And I'll, I'll crash. I start feeling tired at like 9.30. And I'll crash at like 11, probably. Craig show. All right, now if you're telling me you're eating goat cheese and going to yoga spin class, then I'm not going to believe that. So That is not happening. Okay, good. This there is no more. If that was the case. <laughs> there is What's no more. <laughs> Nothing, but Craig eating goat cheese and going to spin class does not <laughs> cycle in my mind very well. The amount of healthy food and exercise has stayed the same. Which is how much? None. (laughs) (laughs) Marley's certified in fitness now. So, you know, if you need a personal trainer, she can hook you up. I mean, I have been, I don't want to say I've been itching to go to the gym because that's never been in my brain, (laughs) but I'm just not ready to go to the gym. I have gone a couple times through the pandemic um, and there's just too many people there for me. I'm not, I'm not ready for it yet, but hopefully once this all passes over, we can. Or it's starting to warm up now. Maybe I'll go outside, take the dog on a walk a couple yeah. more times or something. That's that's what a good little there. stroll. <laughs> Did it take you any amount of time to be like, hey, can I say this on Twitter? Or should I not say this on Twitter? What's the response been you've that you've gotten? Because uh, do people still think you're a journalist, Craig, or do they understand that you are? No one asked me, Craig. No, <laughs> um, I think a couple people still think I am in the business. Um, you know, I've, I'm verified. I got the blue check mark. Um, so I think a lot of people will see that and hold me to the journalist standard. Um, I still, I mean, I don't try to be too confrontational. Um, I'm just more opinionated now for sure. Um, and I will say a lot more of my stuff has gone, has blown up now that I'm, uh, speaking my mind a little more. Um, because when I was at the station, I, I was pretty, I was a little out there, but I was pretty reserved. I like to keep it, you know, I didn't want people to know that I was an Illinois fan. I was just covering the team. Um, but now, I mean, it's pretty obvious that I'm a fan and I can show that. Um, but there were a couple times, uh, especially this weekend, I made some Michigan people mad, um, uh, and they they were coming at me like you're better than that, and I was like I'm just a person. <laughs> hey, your Twitter profile does say formally with, so it's fine. exactly yeah it's yeah. So so it's it, I mean I'm not of journalistic standards, but I don't want to go too crazy with it because you know um, the door isn't closed for getting back in or whatever. But Craig, what's your advice for dealing with? The haters. Yeah, Marley needs some. <laughs> Iowa people Marley, are not on her side. Yeah, I was I was cyberbullied <laughs> quite hard. I I saw that. Um, I'm on your side. I thought it was great. Um, uh, I I mean, ignore it. Um, you know, some there are some that I feed into it. Um, if they reply to you with something and you think you got a good comeback, I might throw one out there. But I had one specifically that was like, I was to the point where I was like, all right, dude it was a jab at your coach. I'm done, whatever. And he just kept like still waiting on a response, still waiting on a response. And I mean, it's whatever. 
Um, you put it's whatever you want. Let's not take it too seriously. Ex exactly, exactly. You you put what you want out there. Let people interpret it how they interpret it. They respond to you. It's their problem. Just brush it off. I mean, it doesn't make you. Uh, doesn't impact you. Um, their thoughts don't impact you. I mean. I kind of wanted philosophy. to stick it to Bohannon a little bit, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see that quote tweeted me. So, but... I, I mean, if the I'm banner him, I'm comment off got Twitter, you, Greg, man. I can tell. Huh? The banner comment got you. I can tell. Which one? Oh, you didn't see that one? The Bohannon one. I didn't. I saw Bohannon's. Uh, one's wearing black jerseys. One's wearing white jerseys. Yeah, I think there was three though, wasn't there? The one was about the banner coming down. Something Illinois banner? Yeah. Don't oh. worry, the banner will be coming down anyway. Oh wow. He's <sighs> just mad online. That's, so. Yeah, that's I mean, if, mad, but he's say also it to our face. <laughs> I mean, for a player from another team to say that, I mean, that's I don't like that. But that's just me. I don't know. I said something similar to Michigan, so. We're having a nice conversation about Twitter etiquette right now, and I'm glad this is what it's evolved into. Yeah, it's great. All right, let's take a look back at the at the last year. So tell me first about football in, in Illinois. How did you see this from your perspective? Because I think it's sometimes different, too, when we're in the know a little bit on this side, and, and we're getting a different information sometimes than maybe fancy or whatever else. So take me from your perspective in football and how that played out in the fall from your side of the story with the Big Ten Kevin Warren, communication between teams, media, the Big Ten office, all that, into getting to where they were to play the season. We're talking uh, college, not high school? Yes, correct, college football. Um, I think uh, if I'm – correct me if I'm wrong, but Big Ten was the first to cancel, right, to say they're not playing? It was either them or Pac-12. I can't remember. No, Ivy okay. League was first. but Yeah, no, but like, what if it's yeah, Power, power yeah. 5. Power 5, yeah. Power 5. <laughs> I think – the Big Ten wanted to get ahead and be like, all right, we're being safe here. We're not going to play. We're going to set a precedent. Pac-12 did follow. I think you're right, Andy. But then the other three were like, heck no, we're playing. And now the Big Ten's like, all right, wait, wait, you guys will cancel. Like it's not, it's going to get to the point where you guys are going to have to cancel too. And then when the SEC, ACC and Big 12 were like, no, we're playing the Big Ten was like, oh, great, now we have to play. And they scrambled to figure out a way to get the teams on the field, which made them look bad. That's the way it looked to me, was that the Big Ten tried to set the precedent, like we're the safe conference, we're going to do the right thing. But then when three of the other five say they're going to play, the Big Ten didn't want to be left out. So then they scrambled to, to put things together. And didn't they release a schedule – and then like a three the different ones. <laughs> yeah. There was the original schedule. Then there was a revised one when they announced they were starting late and they post, they scrapped that one. And then they came out with a third one. That was what actually played out. Yeah. yeah. If, I, if I could have the chance to be opinionated like Craig for a second, I think, I think he's <laughs> on the right track that it, it seemed like the big 10 wanted to have the moral high ground of, we got to make sure the kids are safe. And then as soon yeah. as I, they must, they must've thought that others were going to follow, like Craig said, and then when they didn't, they were backed into a corner, and they don't want to lose out on that money that's right. being played in the bowls. And we, what ended up happening ended up happening. And, Craig, I know you probably talked a little bit about this on Twitter, but I want to know your stance on just how the Big Ten handled 
the the championship on kind of both ends of football and basketball because at the beginning of the football season they said hey teams had to six play games. six games yeah. to 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 move on and then you know Ohio State doesn't get there and they're like whoop never mind sorry <laughs> but then in terms of basketball you know they had decided win percentage and then when Illinois plays all their games they end up getting penalized essentially for that regular season title do you think that should have been handled differently Mm, touchy subject here marley uh, <laughs> hey we're asking the hard-hitting question <laughs> no one asked um, you except then we did i think if you say something at the beginning of the year you, you have to be consistent so for football they say something oh crap ohio state isn't going to be our champion we have to change things and then you get to basketball and you look how things played out where Michigan missed three games. Illinois wins two more games than Michigan, but now they're like, Oh no, this is what we said. We're not going to change it. So for football, they changed their, their thinking to benefit Ohio state to get them into the big 10 championship. But for basketball, they didn't even entertain the option to change it to not even take a championship away from Michigan. Just say, right. okay, Illinois deserves one as well because they did win the most big 10 games. So, I mean, I think it's par for the course for Kevin Warren so far in his administration. I, I don't think they've done a very good job um, with this, but I'm not in on the decision. So I don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but on the surface, it sure seems that there's not very good communication between the big 10 office and it's uh, universities and, and schools. And Kevin Warren, um, did not have a very warm welcome at the <laughs> Big Ten Yeah, you were there tournament. for that. Yeah, I don't know if I've he, asked you about that. You know, when he came up to the stage to present the trophy to Illinois, I mean, the crowd just booed him. And then when he handed the trophy over to Illinois, the everyone just erupted in, in cheers. So um, needless to say, I don't think Illinois fans or, you know, uh, teams across uh the big 10 i don't know if they're they're the biggest fan of, of some of his decisions um so far what was his face like did you just look at him when the crowd was booing him and kind of how I, he I responded mean, to that he just looked kind of defeated i mean nobody wants to get booed like that and for i mean not saying he deserved it but did he not deserve no, but part it? of I, the I, part, part of my problem was communication or at least it, it appeared to be a lack thereof right. from his office yeah i think through jim delaney at least whether it's through the Chicago Tribune or national media or whatever it was, in my short time covering, you know, the five years or whatever it was when Delaney was in office, it seemed like there was a, a clear command communication. People had the respect of Jim Delaney, and he deserved that. He'd been there 30 years or whatever it was. But there was just nothing. I mean, it was crickets from everything we'd been told from the Big Ten. So if you're the commissioner, if you're the leader, be a leader in that sense. And part of that, in my eyes, is communicating with – your media partners to make sure the word is out there and the correct word is out there. And more importantly, with your coaches and athletic directors. And maybe that was because uh, Shannon Ryan reported that they did vote three times. I think it was that I read that it, it was going to be winning percentage. That was never communicated to the media, at least to, to me. I never saw that. I had big questions about that, you know, because if you just look at the games and standings, Illinois was right there or in first place most of the time. And I even had that 
question by itself. Okay, well, are they in first place? Are they not? Like, what's the winning percentage here? You know, that that was never communicated, uh, at least from my small market media percentage, you know. And I also don't think I could imagine being in his position. I mean, like, I would never want his job in a million years because, okay, you took over, what, in January of 2020, and then a couple months later, this pandemic. I mean, nobody knows how to handle that kind of situation i mean especially thinking back to to a year ago um today i mean this is the first time this has happened in in many of our lifetimes so i can imagine um things kind of went astray over in the big 10 office but i i do agree with you there brett that i don't know i think there is a sign of lack of leadership lack of communication but maybe a lesson learned and they'll fix things um moving forward (laughs) That's what I was going to say. Um, I mean, Kevin Warren has been put in a terrible spot. He took over, like you said, in January, and then the pandemic hits. I mean, for a first-time commissioner, this is this is a tough spot. So, yeah, he probably hasn't done the best job, but I don't know what anyone else expected, honestly, because he's never been a commissioner, and this is the craziest time in college sports history. So. I do feel for him, but I do think that there has been some mistakes made by his office. Yeah, it's unenviable in that sense. You know, I, I think for multiple, multiple ways. All right, what do you think of Lovey getting fired? I was kind of surprised, honestly. Um, I mean, I forgot that it even happened. Uh, <laughs> There's a new football coach. Bill, right? um, I, I think it was the right move. Um I just don't know that he was ever cut out to be a college coach. Um, now going back, what is it? Five years now when he was hired. Yeah. yeah five years since he was hired. I think the hire at the time was fantastic. It gave Illinois some, some national notoriety hiring an NFL coach um, that coached the bears who are two hours, three hours away. Um, so people knew the name obviously, and, and were familiar with him. Um, so at the time I thought it was great. He did, he did what he could. I mean, he, he, he got Illinois back to being at least respectable. I think, I mean, he took him to a bowl game. Um, and now last year was obviously, um, not ideal, uh, with COVID and injuries and he, he just never got it figured out. I don't think. And he never adapted to the college game. Um, I mean, the people that have asked me what was his downfall and I think it was his failure to adapt. He wouldn't change what he wanted to do to fit what he needed to do. Um, and I think that was his downfall. Um, so I, w- I was kind of surprised that it happened when it did and maybe not next year. Um, but I, I give Josh Whitman a lot of props to be like, all right, this isn't working. I got to pull the plug now before it gets even worse. Yeah. And to not have COVID in the financial situation be a part of that. Maybe that's what surprised me the most. I thought, and I just didn't know how that would impact his decision-making moving forward and how much leverage he would have and how much capital he would have to, to play into that, you know? Um, but I, I think it was the right move. If we weren't in a COVID year, I think he would have been fired without a doubt. And it, it wouldn't have even been a question in my eyes, but yeah. with COVID that's, that's the thing. It, I just don't know. You've covered a lot of bad basketball teams, Craig, <laughs> in Illinois. We've been to a lot of bad games. What does it mean or how impressive maybe is a better way to phrase it? Is it now to see this team peaking now, winning as many games as they have to close the year and to do it against all, you know, essentially quad one teams? 
Yeah, just this weekend, I um, I was out of the Champaign area for a day, and I was wearing some Illinois gear, and I was picking up some food at a restaurant, and they had the Michigan-Ohio State game on behind the counter, and I was intently watching it. And I went over to the side, and there was a father-son waiting to get their food as well. And um, they asked me either who's in the other semi or who do you have in the other semi. I said, it's Illinois, Iowa. Um, and they then saw my Illinois gear, I think. And they asked, are you surprised that um, Brad Underwood has turned it around as quickly as he can? And honestly, I hadn't really thought of that. Um, I hadn't dissected that question. Um, I've just been enjoying the, the play. And I, I don't think I'm surprised at where they're at now, but I think I'm surprised at how quick they did get there. Um, but I said, when IO committed, that that was a program changer. Um, I mean, as you, as you all the awards roll in, um, seems daily for him the past week or two, he did something that not many kids have done for this program, um, choosing Illinois when they were at rock bottom. Um, I'm pretty sure, correct me again if I'm wrong, but Illinois had just come off of their worst season ever, right, Brett? Yeah, 21 losses. That was Io's freshman year. But that was his freshman year. Okay, okay. So he was part of the worst. I think it was 14 and 18. Yeah, Brad took over that first year. And then, remember, that was like the Finky year, LaRon's year. He could have come back. LaRon left. It was in the mass exodus year, essentially. That's right. Okay, so for Iowa's freshman year. The Mark Smith year, all that. Mark Smith leaves. Then yes. they lose 21 Iowa's first year yes. two years ago to get to this point. Yeah, so the rise since Iowa got here um, has been incredible. But once they got Iowa, I kind of expected this. Now, did I think they would be a national title contender this year? Probably not. So in that aspect, I'm a little surprised. I thought they were Elite Eight. Sweet 16 lock, but I didn't know that they would be a national title contender. But when you get IO and then the next year you get Kofi um, and then they both come back. I mean, that's, that's what Brad Underwood needed to do. And he did it. Um, So um, they put out a video um, from his introductory press conference where he said, I'm here to win championships. He's got one. It's a big 10. It's not a national, but he's got a championship. Um, So now we just got to stack a couple, um, and I thought it was interesting. Someone asked in a post game I saw on Twitter about Kofi coming here. And he said it was that Florida Atlantic loss that showed him, man, they really need me. Um, which going back, that is one of those social media moments that I kind of got yelled at when I was at the station. Uh, Brett knows. But um, you, you that was a bad it, loss. That was a bad loss. I you used a certain FAU word. at home. <laughs> <laughs> what you can't lose to FAU at home. Yeah, that was a terrible loss. And I said some things on Twitter afterwards that um, people had some words for me saying, you can't say that, but I stand by it. Um, Don't be shy. What was it? <laughs> I guess I can't say it now. Right. That doesn't I'm matter there. now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, they lost and I straight up said, this team sucks. Um, and, but now looking back since Kofi said that, if they win that game by 50, you might not have Kofi Coburn in a line eye uniform. So um, you got to go through the struggles to uh, reap the rewards, I guess. And they're, they're doing it. And it's very, very impressive. Craig, who do you have in your bracket this year? 
I guess we'll go like Final Four if you can know off the top of your head. Do you have Illinois winning the title? <laughs> yeah. Um, probably not. I haven't gone. I don't like to do mine until I see who wins the play-in games. So I don't have it set in stone until Thursday night or Friday this year. Um, I think Gonzaga will probably be in the title game. Um, I think I have Gonzaga, Baylor, and Illinois in the final four. That Michigan region is the one that I'm still a little iffy about. I'm not sure who's going to come out of that. And I think a lot of it's going to depend on Isaiah Livers. Um, cause without him, I don't think Michigan is as potent as, um, as with him, obviously. Um, but I don't know that I like anyone else in that region either. So it might just be a default all one seeds for me. I don't know. I do fill out multiple brackets. I will admit though. And there will be at least one that has Illinois winning the national championship. I, I already did a, a first draft just like the night that it was released. Just like, what am I feeling right now? But I don't think that's yeah. going to be my final. Yeah. Same. All right, we'll see. Uh, the the hot pick at WCIA so far, we've got our 30-minute show coming up Thursday night that we're working on. Derek Piper and Trent Meacham both have Texas in their Final Four. I, that's who I have Michigan playing, so Pretty I might be right there, there with them. All right, and they picked Chalk the rest of the way, I believe, in that. Uh, yeah. With Gonzaga, Baylor, and Illinois. History shows it's most likely not going to be all three one seeds or four. Certainly not four. There's, no. there's going to be a double or there's going to be another uh, non-one seed in there. All right. What else, Craig? What else is on your mind? A, a lot, but I don't think we got time for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I mainly wanted to get your your pick your brain on was, you know, the the rise and fall so to speak of football and rise was short there uh, in 2019 got in the bowl team and then obviously this last fall and the fall of Illinois Love you getting fired. And then also basketball here, you know, and just where we were at with, with this team and, and this program. And, you you know, you covered it. You've seen it. You were up close and firsthand and just uh, that interesting perspective from the outside. So good stuff, man. It's been one year. It's crazy. We've made it. A little different world now, but uh, glad that you're waking up at 7 a.m. being a, you know, quote-unquote normal adult and working a job. Yeah, stuff, there's man. some adulting going on on my end for the first time in 30 years. How about that? Adulting, <laughs> Craig. All right, Craig. Hey, thanks, man. It's been fun to catch up. Thanks, guys. Good to see you. All right. See you. Bye, Craig. All right. Thanks, sir. Craig, for catching up. It's been a year of the WCI 3-in-1 podcast, 70 episodes now. There's been some learning along the way in podcasting and what we normally do in TV, a little different world, but it's been it's been a good experience for us, and hopefully you've enjoyed it as well and hearing some more thoughts because we only get so much time on TV to talk. The pregame shows have done a little bit more justice to that. We can have more of a conversation with Derek and with Jeremy on the football side. But what have you guys thought about the last year and where we are now and catching up with Craig? Well, I first of all, it's personally it's great to be here a year later because a year ago I was still working in news, so... And you guys were both at home at this point a year That's ago. right. A year ago, we were both working from home, which yeah. was uh, not a lot of fun. I'm very happy to be – I guess that only lasted two months. But where we are now being back to – I don't want to say normal. We're getting close to normal. My parents are getting the vaccine shot today. Like nice. I, know, I know we're getting close to that point where hopefully everything will be back to the way it was. So it, it just feels nice that things are getting back that way what we're covering wise, you know, to see Illinois make the strides that it has. 
just to see all the differences in the programs that we're covering. Brett Bielema is the head coach now. You know, we went through a firing and a hiring, <laughs> a Big Ten tournament, a national championship contender team in just a year. Uh, it's really been wild to to look back and think about all the things that we've had the privilege of covering. And I think especially this week, covering the Big Ten tournament a mm. year after it got canceled, the mm. whole sports world was just swept right from under us. Um, it was a very surreal moment, and I don't think I realized how deprived, I guess is the right word, I, how deprived I was of this environment and the environment that we all know and love that is college sports. So that was a really, really good taste of hopefully what is getting back to normal. And um, I'm thinking back, you know, like you said, Brett, this time last year, I was working from home. I don't think I'm, I'm very cut out for that. I like <laughs> social interaction. I like being around people. I mean, the lines, you know, got blurred. I felt like I was living at work and that's the worst part of it all. And oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was tough. And I remember the podcast just being my favorite part of the week because that's when I actually got to talk to you guys and um, just like rehash, you know, stuff from the week. So the podcast is still one of my favorite things to do, um, especially a day like today where we just kind of get to chill, relax, talk to Craig and um, do all that. So crazy. It's been a year, but here we are. Yeah. We made it. We're still alive. I think my favorite <laughs> podcast setup that you guys had before I got here was Marley on the laptop at home, just <laughs> yeah. pushed up against a mic so that she could oh, be man. picked up. Uh, we are a little bit more intricate now with uh, the Zoom uh, world and everything, but that, that was my well, favorite. A year ago, we barely knew what a Zoom was. That's I mean, right. That's the crazy thing right. is, you know, you get to this point now and how far we've come technology and just things, and, yeah. and hopefully that's provided a little better product, but. You know, it's it's certainly easier than trying to you know, yeah. Yeah. set things up and, hey, how are we going to do this? And, you know, like I said, I didn't even know what Zoom was. So Imagine like, a pandemic like 10 years ago or 20 years ago trying oh, to get all been, the work no, done. Yeah, there, were, there just wouldn't have been work. I mean, that's the crazy thing. It just it wouldn't have happened in terms of, you know, the the workflow and what's been able to been you know be accomplished mm -hmm. in this time. So, yeah, last uh, was a. March 20th of 2020, so it was a Friday. Today's a Tuesday, but, uh, you know, here we are. Here we are. And I think about Zoom, too. Like, there's been so many times this year where we've gotten someone on Zoom or just done a quick interview and, it, and you know, it made it to air. We've talked somebody who's, you know, in another state, and that's yeah. something we never really used to do before. I mean, we relied on only in-person interviews, and I think going forward now, you know, if – I think especially in, in the summertime, you know, when things are slow or, you know, we, we want to come up with story ideas, we, we have so much more freedom now where we can talk to somebody that's not here in Illinois or they're far away and, and be able to tell those stories through Zoom, whereas normally we wouldn't have been able to. Right. And for me, it took a while to get over the fact of the quality being a little less. And I specifically remember I was working out in the garage early on in the pandemic because that's what you do in a pandemic, I guess, right? You clean the garage. And network had a Zoom on. And it hit me in the sense of, hey, if network can do this, if nightly news can mm -hmm. put on a Zoom, I think it's okay if we can put on a Zoom on TV. Yeah. yeah. You know, but it, that was a hurdle for me to get over in that. As silly as it sounds, it like, hey, I, I, I'm hesitant to put internet things on the 
TV, you know, because my standard was so much higher than that. And to think back on that now of where we've come, and, and I long for the day where we can get back to recording our own video because it's mm -hmm. obviously so much better and you're not cutting off someone's chin or whatever because they've got the computer pulled down <laughs> or whatnot, you know, the, the standard will go back up. But in a pinch of certain things, this is available now. Everyone has the capability to be on TV anytime they want. You know, we do Zooms from cars, whatever else, you know, and that's a really cool avenue in that and it's a way to expand our coverage and when certain things like distance become problematic in the future i think that's an, an available option to us but I, I can't wait for the day where we can get back and talk to these athletes in person because it's just so awkward on the zoom yeah gotta unmute and it takes so much longer too yeah. i mean think how think how quick we can knock out an interview with i or whatever if it's all just you know, let's say 15 reporters around him mm -hmm. and everyone's just firing off questions. It can go so much quicker mm -hmm. than the Zoom where it's uh, this process and you've got Kent saying there, okay, this person's next and then this person and, oh, wait, there's their time for a follow-up and then there's not. You know, it's just like, I feel like we've, we've wasted a lot of time in that. And it's fine. It is what it is. It's a needed thing. But it, it's going to be those you know, arm hurts again when we're holding the camera. For I was just thinking minutes. that I need to get back in shape because it was so hard to hold the camera that has a light on it that's weighing it down. And then on the other hand, you're trying to hold the mic steady and oh my gosh. But I think too, with doing interviews in person, I've missed the sense of like just getting to know the athletes or the coaches and connecting with them because now we're just like a face on right, this yeah. gallery view Zoom. I mean, I think, you know, some of the freshmen – I mean, I I know you've talked to Adam Miller and you've interviewed him in high school, but like I I don't think I've seen the kid in person. Like I haven't talked to him in person. Same thing with Andre Curbelo, or you know, it, it, it's just such an interesting experience being on Zoom. But I think the coaches are getting to know our names that way because it has it like right underneath us. So <laughs> they'll address us. They'll be like, oh. Great question, Marley, or great question, Andy, or something. It's like and a name like, tag. Do you really know my yeah, name, or you just like tag, see yeah. it underneath? <laughs> have to start wearing those when we go back to real press conferences, yeah, so that yeah. they know. Hello, my name is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what kind of question is that, Brett? Uh, from yesteryear, you guys weren't here for that one. Nope. What was the question? Don't be shy. Uh, I was with John Gross, <laughs> and I asked him uh, how the fan base should respond to them losing by twenty-three in the <laughs> Big Ten opener at Maryland in year four. What kind of question is that, Brett? What kind of question is that, Brett? <laughs> well, obviously. Um, no, it's fine. Clearly, they did not respond well. Uh, <laughs> no, they did not after that one. Anyway, here we are a year later. Here's to 70 more podcasts, maybe even more in 2021 and 22. Some new ideas. We're going to try and do some different things along the way. Hopefully, that will be good as well. But I've enjoyed it. It's been fun. We'll obviously try and do some more interviews that's that's kind of where i want to go with this thing as we go oh, forward yeah. with some yeah with some more longer term or longer form interviews some different things other than just a post-game podcast which those are great yeah. i want to get your thoughts and feelings from being in the arena and all of that and especially this year when the fans weren't there i think that was important for people to hear that in that sense mm -hmm. you know hey take me to there what was it like to be in the arena when there was was not a lot of people in there so yeah let's get brett bielema on the pod next i think he about would be pod fun. 100 with bielema all right i like that Lock out 30 we get more. 30 more here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, maybe that's right up to the lead of the season. There we go. That'd be good. Perfect. All right, guys. For Marley and Andy and Craig. Great to have Craigie Boy back on the podcast today, a year <laughs> later. 70 episodes in. He's the one that helped start it. And we are here. Thanks so much for listening for the past year. We'll look forward to the next year in the WCI 3 in 1 podcast.